Welcome, everyone, to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Kiev related. I'm your host, Alex Lishik, and with us from across the pond is Dima. How's it going, Dima? Oh, had a terrible case of freshest flu this week. Um, got slightly better. I hope I don't cough like half a million times in this podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, doing, doing, doing well. What the hell is freshers flu? It's what people get um, in the first few weeks at uni. Just a type of flu and a very bad type as well. Oh, it's a well, it's a UK thing. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I I guess feel better. Have fun with that. I don't I don't know how to respond to. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Ha- having fun, have fun. I have uh, not, but whatever. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, uh, Eric cannot make it, but hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, but we have a great guest on from Ukraine. Uh, a guest we've had on before is uh, Adam of Ukrafoot. Adam, how's it going? Doing well, guys. Great to be back with you. Hope you, hope the freshest flu picks up and you can enjoy the real the real spirit of freshers' week instead. Uh, Adam, have you been to any good uh, Ukrainian football grounds lately? Oh, what was the last one I went to? Jeez, probably now August since I went to a game. It's 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 times flying, but yeah, not since the Dinamo Desna game was the last one I, I made, which wasn't a bad match, if if truth be told. Oh oh no, I mean a four 0 win over a, a <laughs> yeah. team that Dinamo have struggled to beat over the last three years. I, I think I'll take that. I think I'll take that. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't the worst in the world. It really wasn't. Great right. performance that day. Oh no, really, that yeah. that was probably one of the better league performances from Tadam. I'm not saying this Desna team was overly brilliant on the day, but that was definitely, in my opinion, at least one of the the uh, better results. Um, well, I've had, had been able to enjoy a few, a few matches online and on the TV over the last few weeks and had the pleasure of sitting down and watching the, the ladies play last night and was, yeah, was yeah. quite pleased with that performance yeah. as well. How, how long before Yaroslavsky takes over the Kharkiv women's team? I think he already has. <laughs> I think you, <laughs> looking at the number of supporters that were uh, brought in, I certainly think he has. What, what was the attendance of the game? <laughs> well, I, it looked about 10,000 or so. That's not bad. Yeah, you know, they, they were making a good racket anyway. 10,000 for a women's game in Ukraine. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, yeah, it was a good atmosphere last night. It really good. was. Nice. So good to see. Uh, but on that note, we're going to get into some Dynamo news. Uh, the U19s lost 2-0 to Shakhtar 2-19. Uh, uh, U19s um, could have been better performance both on the field and in the commentary booth. Uh, the commentator on the day didn't realize that Dynamo was wearing blue. Um, Seriously, what a clown. <laughs> you, you have one job, one. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah. does, every, does every part of this club have to have yeah. half of its work? work, work <laughs> Got complete wow. ones as well. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much there is really to say uh, on that. Um, what else? Uh, Manchester City is interested in D- Samba Diallo. Dinamo want to extend the contract. Um, Surkis will probably want, what, like 18, 20 million probably for, maybe 30. Um 
would be yeah. funny if he's considered ready for Man City, but he's still not in the Denial first team. Ironic, isn't it? Well, well, why would he be ready for the Denial first team? He only goes and scores against Barcelona and um, oh, Benfica yeah. and Bayern Munich youth teams. I mean, like, yeah. who are those teams? Like, come on. Yeah. That's, that's not, true. That's true. Like, that's not a rule. He, he? he might struggle against the teams like... Uh, in Yeah. Right. Top teams. Right. Yeah, because uh, the 1,700 village of Kovalev is much more intimidating than um, Munich or Lisbon. Um, Adam, we're going to bring you in for the fir- uh, another bit of news is uh, the five-year contracts for Bushan and Zabarni. Um, your thoughts on the uh, deals for both of them? I mean, what was Zabarni doing? You really, really disappointing news. Uh, from my side of it, I know Dinamo fans will probably feel slightly different, but you know, think back to the Champions League final, and we know that Shevchenko was there trying to talk Abramovich into taking Zabani across to Chelsea in in the summer, and here he is now tying himself down for five years under Circus's regime. And all due respect to Dinamo and and Shakhtar, two two great clubs, but. When we talk about national team, uh, which, if we're all honest, it's a little bit more important. Uh, we want the players doing the best they can with their careers, and someone like Ilya Zabani's got the potential to be great. And I don't know, for me personally, being trained for the next three years at Conscious Asper, five years if he sees out the contract, is he going to fulfil his potential? Bouchan, on the other hand, was uh, you know a different story with him. There were some rumours about him being transferred in the summer. Nothing really came of them after his performances in the Euros. Bit older. Is he going to get a move out of Ukraine in the rest of his career? It's not looking likely, unless he jollies off down to Turkey to join the rest of the, the Sun worshippers in a couple of years' time. Uh, apart from that, he's he's not going to go anywhere, and it you know, at least Dinamo have got an adequate goalkeeper, if not an outstanding goalkeeper for the next five years coming through. The Zabani one, yeah, personally very disappointed. I more concerned about the five-year contract thing personally, and I mean, you know, some somebody that spends a lot of time in English football and Scottish football. Five-year contracts now, are, they're a relic. They're a thing of the past. Nobody stays at clubs for five years or at least commits to clubs for five years. You're looking three years with the possible additional one because nobody wants to be tied down for that long these days with, with one club. They want to move around. You know, Clubs can come and go with their form. Um, so for, for people to commit for that long, I asked the question, what's going on behind the scenes? And I wonder how much pressure these players are being put under to, to sign for so long. Um, Circus, as, as we all know and laugh and giggle about, is famous across Europe for his, I'm not going to say strong-arm tactics when it comes to selling players. It's more his ridiculous uh, 
overestimates of player values when it comes to selling players, which stops them from leaving. Um, there's a lot of things that could be mentioned off air, which could be considered slightly liable about why he asks for so much money when it comes to selling players. But uh, by forcing these players into signing them, it, it, it gives him the power to demand the prices we've seen. Uh, we were discussing on our pod recently, uh, Sagankov, who, what, two years ago, if you spoke about him going for 25 million, 20, 25 million to one of the big clubs, you wouldn't, it isn't something that people would be surprised about. But here we are now in 2021, you talk about him going for 20, 25 million, people think you're nuts because he's been absolute garbage. All, all this calendar year for national team and Dinamo. Yeah, he scores penalties, but apart from that, he doesn't do much else. Oh, you know, don't uh, think you don't think scoring a penalty against Veres Rim is going to get him a move for twenty five million to oh, Europe? I don't. That's surprising. That's a, that's a shock. Controversial shock opinion. Yeah, <laughs> shock horror. Um, Contributes so yeah. much to the team on the end. I and it also proves what. a dumb uh, financial strategy the club has got at the moment as well, where they could have cashed in their chips a few years back and now they've probably wiped 10 million off his value by not getting rid of him at the right time. It's going to be the same with Zabani unless Zabani somehow finds somebody who's willing to to meet Circus's ridiculous demands. Yeah. Uh, can, can sorry. Can I just add one thing? The only thing is I will say in Zabari's defense, I think it's sometimes a little bit easier when you're a defender compared to an attacking player. Um, just because I think as, as long, so I think it's easier to make your game simpler as a defender. Like, okay, instead of taking chances, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's the only thing that's a little bit better than the Tsigankov, but I'm kind of with you. It's like, I don't, even from a Dinamo's fan perspective, I, I still don't love Zabari himself signing a five-year deal. It almost sounds a little bit uh, Harry Kane-ish. You know, unless there's a release clause that no one's mentioned, but you know, I think I think that I think a release clause is a little bit too advanced for Dinamo's level of thinking right now. You know, guys, there's there's a there is the big issues with Ukrainian football and the transfer market is is a huge problem here. It's not not a Dinamo issue. It's a it's a Ukrainian wide issue where these guys are. Are, are almost forced into signing these contracts. I personally know of players that were told, if you do not sign for five years, you will not play for the team again. And I know of one player in particular who left the team he was at, moved to another team, and a very prominent agent called up the manager of that team and said, if you play this guy in your team, you will not have access to any more of our players. We will not do any transfer business with your club. So the player was called into the office, told, you're a very talented player, but you will not play for us and had to leave that club as well. And these are the things that are going on. And the players know this. The players know that uh, Circus, Akhmetov, they're paying our salaries uh, if we upset them they're not going to pay our salaries. We may get a move. And there is a fear factor, uh, quite a prominent one that I've heard players talk about, that they leave Ukraine 
And if they leave under bad circumstances, when they come back, the doors are closed. No one's going to give them a contract. If Sabani upsets Circus, goes to Chelsea for 10 million instead of 20 million, goes on a free, heaven forbid, at the end of his contract, then fails. Dinamo won't welcome him back. And that will be in Ilya Zabani's head when it comes to these things. And he's going, all right, let, let me, let's see what we can do. And until, until the UAF get, get involved with this and start, you know, working for the better good of players and of the national team. Yeah, it's that's, that's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> it's certainly not. And then, so, and then, and then could you imagine? start flying. Yeah. And, uh, my God, my God. It'll be, it's going to take generations to get that out. Of, and no, that's the Soviet mentality, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all these yeah. like, scaring players. Yeah. Just and to say, um, yeah, get carry on. So it's 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 just really sad that it goes on, and I I you know I'm very vocal about how much good young talent there is in in Ukraine throughout the leagues, and right. we haven't have we had an under twenty World Cup since twenty nineteen, so I don't think we've had the final. I, I think there the, was I think there was supposed to be one twenty twelve, but I think they might have pushed that one back because of the whole COVID and stuff like that. So Ukraine is still world champions Correct. at youth football. And yet, these guys are not progressing. And they're not getting transfers to clubs and having that, the opportunity to transfer to clubs that will help them progress. Yeah. And that is the, the most fucked up thing for me about this whole five-year contract thing. These guys aren't getting the opportunity to move. Not just Sabani, but so many others. Yeah. Now, this is... Uh, this is probably a le- kind of complicated uh, legal and maybe even ethical business question. Um, but you, I, like, is, if Ukraine is to look more towards a European Union path, as like, I'm not trying to get too political, but that's generally been what people are saying um, in the past years. Now, do you think if that were to happen, that gives players more legal foothold as because, okay, yeah, they're players, but at the end of the day, they're employees of a business. You know, what, we could have philosophical debates on what, what, what does football mean, but at the end of the day, it's a business. The players are employees of an employer, like be it a Surkis or an Akhmetov. So do you think that's one thing that, you know, the players have more of a legal foothold? Um, I don't, I think it's, there's, there's, it's the scare tactics more than uh, sort of a power issue. It's, it's this, we won't get a job if we come back to Ukraine and whether the European Union won't be able to turn around to the circus and say, you need to employ this guy at your club. Yeah. And that's, I think that's probably the biggest issue at the moment that these, these guys are scared to go and fail. That's, that's why they're sort of coerced into it. They're having, I think the agency market, the agents here, feeding these guys bad information i think the owners of the club the managers of the club are feeding these kids the wrong information and i don't think there's any sort of big desire above that at federation level to change the state status quo and this is why we're seeing this sort of ridiculous situation where they're signing for so long and and not moving and not developing and yeah 
there was a big thing, wasn't there, at Europe, the, in the in the Euros, that wow, so many of the players in the national team are coming from Dynamo and Shakhtar. That ain't a good thing. Yeah. It's it's really not. You want players scattered around Europe getting the experience in the top leagues, playing against the top players, yeah. not scoring penalties against Ferris team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I suppose it's different if, let's say, you know, Dynamo Shakhtar were really kind of at the top end of European football, kind of at least com- at minimum being able to compete in the Champions League. But, you know, when one of them is getting thrashed 5-0 by Bayern Munich and the other can't even beat a side from Moldova, I don't think that's uh, don't think that's the best look. Exactly. I mean, I, just, to, just to bear in mind, uh, I mean, a, a game in the Champions League against Bayern, it brings nowhere near what a game against Veras in the UPL does. So I'm not quite sure what you guys... <laughs> okay, but seriously, yeah. Steema, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie, you scared me. In fact, for a sec, I really thought you were going to try to like be serious with something that I'm no, like, no, where no, is no, he no, going no. with this? No, 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 no. If, no, if, no. if, if I don't laugh, I will cry. So, um, but yeah, um, I mean, just just to get to my thoughts on the, on the whole contract thing, um, just from a point, Purely didn't have my point of view because we don't need to know what kind of you know practices are our owner with a Soviet mentality, you know, it's to mean you know, some wannabe big boss gangster Surkis has. Um looks a bit but, like Al Capone, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he wishes. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean for the Barney from a Dynamo point of view, I'm happy because you know, strengthens our defense for a while more. Um I Yeah, but I think, you know, I th- it's not it's not so much you know it's not so much what happened you know during the negotiations, um, or sorry, rather the actual five year contract that's the problem is you know the type of uh, negotiation and the aftermath of the contract you know um, with the you know the risk of him just you know being locked in Ukraine. Um, but yeah, I mean he's only nineteen, isn't it? So I guess it's not like a completely permanent thing uh, uh Bushan I think on the other hand I think he's very lucky to get this contract to be honest with you now a five-year contract I mean he's 27 so that's keeping him here until he's 32 presumably on some good wages uh so that's you know he could maybe get a extension to be honest with you I'm not so happy on this I've been saying for a while I want to cash in on him um and make Nishariat the number one I've been saying that for a while now, but um, that, I mean, how is, how is that going to happen now with a uh, Bushan on a five-year contract? Um, but yeah, I mean, two important players on long-term deals, positives and negatives all over. Uh, depends on how you think about it. Dima, you know when Nesharet will go? When he's going to Chornamorets, won't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but uh, a guy who does that against Barcelona in the Champions League, and this is the treatment. Ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that note, uh, we'll we'll move on to uh, Dinamo's Clasico on what was it Sunday they played right against uh, against Shakhtar, nil nil draw. Uh, Dima, I don't think it's unfair to say after the week and a half Dinamo had that they didn't. They, I think it's fair to say they probably deserve the points in the end. Um, yeah, I think over the course of the game, I, I think we had a better chance, especially in the first half. I think we should have killed the game off in the first half, for sure. I mean, some of the chances we had, 
Um, you know, Dapena hit the post. Uh, you know, uh, Vitinho had a pretty good shot, um, nearly going. I think there was a, was there? See, I'm tr- I'm really struggling to think because I, I think Sagankov had a chance as well, a pretty good chance um, that could have gone in as well. Yeah, from the free kick. So, yeah, I mean, you think about this, three pretty good chances, and, you know, on another day, one maybe goes in. Um, uh, you know, I think just again, you know, I don't know how many times we're going to have to say this. As a team, good. We looked good in the first half. Individually, just, you know, sloppy passes, poor first touches. No one, no, apart, apart from Vitinho, I'll give him that because he was he was trying to make things happen. You know, he was putting in the shift, you know, shooting from all kinds of angles, you know, running at players, you know, going you know, from, you know, all sorts of headers, uh, which is, you know, we haven't seen that. In, I remember the last time we had a player like that, to be honest with you, um, playing in the centre forward role. Um, Second half, I, I think Luchesco decided that a draw is enough for some reason, which I'm not a fan of because, you know, it's a team that we won three trophies against to their zero. So why are we playing for a draw? I mean, they spend some money, but if Sharif can beat them, if Alexandria can beat them, if Minai can get Brazil against them, why can't we? Um, yeah, again, I think Tzadankov, very anonymous not running at players, not really, not creating anything for himself, not for others. Poor again. I mean, scoring penalties against Veres. Yeah, it's one thing. Yeah, I mean, we've said that so many times. But um, against Shakhtar, uh, in a in a crucial game, you know, you could extend your your uh, lead to six points. And where where is he? Um, another performance I have to say, Caravaggio left that very good, very very. Him the pen looks quality down that left wing. You know. The piano, you know, really like modes trying to motivate his teammates, which I like to see as well. Um, but yeah, Karavayev, good at relentless in defense, trying to get forward, running at players. Um, I think he did a lot more in that game than Mikolinka has done in God knows how many combined. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in the end, I think in right at the end. We nearly scored like some really stupid own goal where it came off, but Caravaggio was there to clear off the lines. We got a bit lucky with that. Um, I mean, last thing I want to kind of say, um, last comment: the Zerbi really comes out and says the only game, uh, the only team I saw trying to play football was Shakhtar. Are you joking me? Like the only moments you had was when your your crosses like somehow got deflected onto the post. That's seriously, is that football? You know, long ball to Dodo on the right wing. Is that football? Is is that all you're capable of after spending 50 million? Well, if that's football, play football. Um, but yeah, I mean, nil-nil is better than three-nil, like we lost last time out. But um a point a, a win would have been would have been better, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Adam, I want to go to you here. And I know we talked a little bit um before we recorded. Um how much longer is Luchescu going to uh, give Tsigankov a chance? Because it's not like there aren't players who don't deserve a chance. You know, Lenya could do a job on the right wing. Titaishvili was loaned out for whatever reason. Like, how much longer is he going to let Tsigankov just continually perform poorly week in, week out by starting him? Sorry, I think he might have some indecent pictures of Luchescu. That's what it <laughs> must be that at this point. It must be. But I'm going to come on. I, I mean, I... I 
I know I know I spoke earlier about scoring penalties in the UPL, but I mean he's the one that does them. Uh you've mentioned two guys there that yeah, uh Led Led Lednev, he had he had a great season at Zoria, but he, he does need some game time, but for Dinamo and we can't make full judgments on him until he's had a decent run in the team. But I can't see Luchescu even now having the confidence to pick him over Sigankov. I can see him getting getting some game time to to maybe win win a bit of confidence. And Sitashvili has got a long way to go. He's there's no confidence in him there. He comes back from Vorskla injured early in in that loan, gets sent straight down to Odessa for for this season. I think the issue, the bigger, the bigger issue at Dinamo is the lack of quality players in the attacking half of the pitch. It's it's a it's a huge issue there. You know, we were talking about the strikers at the start, this you know, before we came on air. It's it's a problem across the UPL in in general. You think uh, last season's top goal scorer is what fourth choice in in a, in a squad where no one's scoring goals this season. You know, uh, the the main guy in the Ukraine, you know, the main striker in the UPL, Ukrainian striker in the UPL is at the Dnipro, and there's rumours that Shakhtar might get him. And we're all hoping that he doesn't go to Shakhtar because we know Shakhtar will ruin ruin him if he goes there as well. There's big prop, big big problems up top. In, in Dynamo, in Shakhtar, and Sigankov at least when he gets a chance from sort of 12 yards out and only the goalkeeper to be, he does seem to score them and nobody else is really doing much at the moment to say, hey, take your chance from me. Would be nice to see some of these under-19s given a chance. And I don't know much about Dynamo's under-19s. I've not, I've not seen much of them. But it would it would be nice to see some of these goal scorers to get get a chance, and uh, maybe one of those that not the names that we've seen in the squad already this season. Some of the younger guys might come and grab it and put Sigankov under a bit of pressure. Yeah, I mean, Dima and I and Eric, of course, we've talked at length about the U19s. I mean, I, I understand. You know, you may have some. From a Luchescu perspective, he may not have confidence in someone like uh, Lenyev, or of course it's Itachili who he's got on alone. But I, I'm not saying I'm trying to criticize his judgment, but I mean, if surely they cannot perform worse than what Sigantos produced as of late. Okay, maybe they won't score a penalty, which, you know, listen, whatever. But we have plenty of other guys, Shepardenko, you know, probably Buyasi can strike a pen if needed. But I, is there any cause for concern maybe with Luchescu not? having any trust in any of these players? Is, is it trust or is it just the fact that, I mean, he's he's going to go in the next 12, 24 months tops. I mean, he's, how old is he now? He, he wants to retire. So I, maybe it's more just oh, the case hang on, of, sorry. You, you say that, but I did hear he's got a new contract until 2024. So I'm, and wow, I mean, I'm, that's, is he going to be 80 then? Or? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be 79, 80. He would be I mean. 79 when that season would end. Which can you see him seeing it out? I mean, that just just means he's not going to walk out. <laughs> um, he's, we'll have to see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 
does he does he have it in is he interested in developing young players there or is he just interested in getting most out of the talented players that are the first team squad at the moment i evidence would say it's the latter he picks and the he, names presenting he, when he's yeah presenting when he's back you know he's going to start straight up uh, I, at the, the top there oh and, great but then again but then you could argue if he's trying to get the best size player, someone like Tsigankov, who for the full calendar year has been poor, it's, you know, it's it's a hard sell, at least on my end. I don't know what, you know, Dima thinks about that, but... It's, it's the difficult thing with him, and you know, we all play fantasy football here as well. He's the top guy. He's the top point guy. I will never drop him from my team at the moment because I know there's a good chance he's going to score. He's going to be the one that gets the tap. He's very good at racking up stats while <laughs> yeah. not being that impressive. Yeah, he's. I I was watching the derby and I, I I couldn't believe how poor he was again. And you know, during the Euros, I I wrote it off on him being injured, a bit like with Malinowski and the whole national team fiasco. Like, I've wrote that off with him being injured and, and the like. But then, yeah, he's played all this season and he goes into the Shakhtar game and he was awful, absolutely awful. The only bright spark for me for Dynamo go in an attacking sort of concept in that game was Vitinho. And apart from that, there was there was very little. Even Chaparenko was disappointing, I, I thought, in that match. It was a lot quieter than he's been... At other times this year. Yeah, you know, I think I think I, I'm just I've just got in my memory like this one really good run. He like got past a few players through the midfield, but that's about it. And you know, we're expecting him to do stuff like that. You know, multiple times a game, not just once. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to actually. Uh, I'm happy you brought up Vitinho because I wanted to kind of tr- um, not transfer really kind of move the conversation in that direction. Um, I mean, to say Dinamo have a a plethora of awesome striking options to choose from is um, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but uh, Vitinho comes in and I thought he performed admirably. Any, any thoughts on his performance? I agree. agree. I mean, he could be the one that puts Sigankov under pressure when there's an actual real centre forward playing, at, playing in that number nine position. Uh, he, he looks like he should be a wide player and, you know, an inverted winger could could possibly play on the left, can possibly play on the right. It's it's an it's an exciting option for for Dinamo. It was a, a sort of a great first sort of big match experience for him that that he had there. Was, he, he played very well. Um, he now needs to start taking some chances and earning points for fantasy football. <laughs> you know, it's 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 what he needs to do now and. Uh, then, then he'll sort of back up that early promise. We've uh, some somebody here, in, you know, in this chat, will we'll constantly talk about one of the under twenty ones for Ukraine at the moment, who's been playing for Shakhtar and Desna over the last few years. Plays very well, shows a lot of promise, but never scores goals. And uh, until he starts scoring goals, we're not going to give them any credit. And that's what Vatinho needs to do now. Like you said, had had a couple of chances needs to take them and then the optimism you know will be fully justified go going forward yeah it, f- it feels like well once you, he needs that kind of goal maybe too just to kind of really yeah. like get build some confidence get that under his belt 
Oh, I've got a question for Dima now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Dinamo get a penalty. Do you want Sigankov or Vitinho taking it? Ah, uh, well, it depends. If it was, tell me, what's the score in this situation? Yeah. Nil, nil. Ah, uh, Sigankov. I've got to, I've got to say. I mean, hey, oh. so you're just like Luchescu there, aren't we? We're just no, like well, Luchescu. We got to, we got to uh, go with the guarantee. I'm not. Listen, no. I'm, I'm not hating on the fact yeah. that he scores penalties. I, I like that yeah. he scores penalties. Yeah. But what I'm more concerned about, is it seems to be the only way he stands out. Um, Listen, but Vitinho, yeah, it's, I think, you know, a goal, uh, a goal, some goal contributions would do, you know, would do things for his uh, for his confidence. And uh, I definitely agree. Um, I'd much rather, instead of, you know, just, you know, putting him uh, on at centre forward. He did a good job at centre forward, but that doesn't mean he's a centre forward. No. I think he's still I a winger. He's still definitely very much so like a, 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 a right-footed left winger. So an inverted winger, if you will, like you said. So I'd much rather just invest, or maybe even if one of our purchases, should we call them, does come good, maybe Ramirez. Maybe if Ramirez ends up being good, which, I mean, I don't know how confident I am in that. But I'd much rather, you know, just see Vitinha play in his actual position with a proper striker, because, you know, that's what we want. Um, I, we're not obviously going to get too much into the review of game. Um next week, but I do want to ask, I want to ask you, Adam, odds of uh, Vitinho starting up top against Lviv again, you think likely or no? Likely, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see it as well. I really would. Just give him give him some game time, see what he can do. It's it's Lviv. It's, it's, it's a game where you want, you want to see a few, a few experiments. It's the good, the, you know, we, we criticise UPL a lot and quite rightly so for its its poor quality but because of the poor quality you can use these games to try out new ideas to help improve your own team and Fatinho, like we just said has got the potential to to improve Dinamo's squad this season yeah I was about to say if you have one of the sides in the relegation zone there's no reason you can't even you know because I love you love I know he loves to give to Ganko a start but you know maybe we were talking like you want to maybe the younger guys a start you know um Definitely gonna be interesting. Um, Hang on, just before, think... just before, uh, if if the lineup is not this against, I will read out the lineup that I that must must start. It, it has to. Bushanin goal. Pimchik Zabarni Sirata Karavayev. Karavayev being the left back. Shaparenko. Reluctantly, I say Sidorchuk. He's, he's been suspect this season, man. He's been suspect anyway. Bujalski Sidorchuk. Shaparenko in the midfield. Depend on the left wing. Lednev on the right wing and Vitinho centre forward. If that's not the lineup, I'm very disappointed. Must uh, be. Fair, fair um, enough. I'm a big fan. I've got to say this. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Andrevsky Shepelev uh, partnership in midfield. Uh, you mean Shavian and Yesta? Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's Listen, inseparable yeah, on the pitch. You can't have them apart. You've got to have Shepelev is a funny player to me. He's, he's he, he he only ever comes off the bench, but he comes off to the bench to do absolutely nothing. I, I find that so funny. But yeah, listen, I'll never forget. He gets the ball against uh, Bruges and just like turns and hits this brilliant forty-yard, fifty-yard ping to Kyrie. I'm like, oh, who the hell was that? So I had to like go back ten seconds. I'm like, Jesus, how much? Well, he can do. He, he's a he, he's a good player when he wants to, but he just he just keeps it way too simple. 
way oh, too much. Yeah. If he could let, I'm not saying complicate the game more, but try to play a little bit more forward. He could yeah, be exactly. you know, I, I heard one person say he was he thought he was gonna be the Miguel long-term Miguel Veloz replacement. That's, that's what I thought he was gonna be, you know, after some of his passes, you know, in his first yeah. season. But yeah, never forget his assist for Yad Volk against Chuck Lamar. It's almost like 2016. 2017. So it must have been 17, yeah. Um, so uh, on that note of Volodymyr Shapelyev, uh, that'll bring us to an end to the show. Um, Adam, if someone wants to get into contact with you, how can they do that? Oh, uh, Ukrafot24, guys, all across all the medias, that's where to find me. Yeah, we've got oh, good players all- like Ukrafot24, of course. Exactly, exactly. Oh, also, I need to mention go watch. Uh, Adam went with a couple other guys like uh, Andrew of Zodia London, so I guess we've had on. They did a, an amazing tour of Ukraine, uh, visiting every single professional club. What was that through the month of August, right? It was, yeah, it's, it's yeah, two crazy weeks, yeah. So, uh, where, where, if someone wanted to check that video out, uh, where could they find that? Yeah, it's the Ukraine Plus Football uh, YouTube channel. Episode two went live this week. We've I think just... Tuesday, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, hope. definitely just... check that out. That was an awesome video. Um, nice insight into a couple of Ukrainian clubs. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got to check out that. Um, Dima, if someone wants to get into contact with you, how can they do that? Yeah, it's at Alex. Get a new laptop. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, first of all, I do hope the connection issues weren't so bad for uh, all our listeners. But um, yeah, it's at 1927 Dima. As always, check out my Out of Context Dynamo Kiev uh, Twitter page. Uh, and if you want to get into contact with me, your host, you can find me at Dima's going to buy me a new computer. Um, no, just kidding. It's going to be, it's uh, at Lishik7, L Y C Y K, then the number seven. If you uh, want to give, the show a follow on Twitter. You could do that at Tanama Abroad. And you, if you want to contact us, you could just send us a DM on there or you can send us an email to Tanama Abroad Podcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Tanama Abroad, that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time. All right, nice job. Despite all the. Um... Oh, Dima, stop the recording. Oh.